Yo, what's going on, y'all? This is Udon Cheek, assistant track and field coach at East Carolina University. You are plugged into the Sports Objective Podcast. If you are a fan, you are plugged into the right place. And if you're really a fan, you will share that link. My heart is purple and gold. I'm a pirate down to my soul. And I don't back down, not at all. Find out when the cannons explode. Boom! You're listening to 50 Pirates in 50 Days on the Sports Objective Podcast. Between now and the Pirates' scheduled season opener on August 29th against Marshall, we will take a daily trip down memory lane as we will talk to former East Carolina football players about their path to ECU, their time in the purple and gold, and what they're up to now. Now let's talk Pirate football. Welcome in to the Sports Objective here as we're doing 50 Pirates in 50 Days. Kyle from LaGrange Barber, how are you, sir? What's going on, Dave? How are you? All right, Bubba Rosenbaum, what's up, man? Mr. ECU. What's up? What's going on, guys? Good to be here. We got a very special guest, don't we, Bubba? Yeah, very excited to have with us. As you see on the bottom right corner of your screen, a former East Carolina running back from the Art Baker era, Reggie McKinney. Reggie, welcome in. Hey, I'm glad to be here, guys. Glad to see you all. What's up, Pirate Nation? Very happy to have you on. Uh, first of all, we've been asking, we're going to talk about your career and what you're doing now, but uh, what, how are you doing with, uh, we're talking pre-show, how are you handling uh, COVID-19? And we'll get your thoughts on that first. Well, I'm, I'm handling it just as best as I can. Um, thank God that we're still here. Um, it's been rough. Um, being in the high school for these last 10, 12 years, um, we're facing something now that we haven't faced in a long time, and I'm talking about nationwide. Um, this is affecting football and as well as school, and I just wish that we can just get back to normal with this football and just let it roll because, you know, we got the shields on the face mask and everything, yeah, but I don't think that it was it would stop us from actually playing this game. I love this game. I mean, I'm right now, I, we spoke earlier pre-show that – it's like me without a car. Football, <laughs> I got to have it. You know what I'm saying? I got to have that football just like I got to have my car to go around. And right now, I'm empty, okay? I'm empty, and I'm looking at my wheels, but I can't roll. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> That's the way I feel, guys. That's me. Um, I'm just ready to get back into it. And wow. my career is I'm a trainer at the high school. And it's hard doing it from the other side of I see the other side of it now, um, the medical side. And I'm saying it's crazy, but I'm dealing with it. OK, and, and that's the best I can do right now. Well, hopefully yeah. I know we had uh, I saw uh, recently the last couple of days with Q Tucker looks like we'll know something by the start date was August 1st. So we'll definitely know something by then. And uh, I'm hoping and praying that we can find that it won't be. Um, the cancellation of the season. What I'm hoping is at least we'll say maybe we delay the season a few weeks. I don't want to see the whole, in other words, if that's the choice we have versus that or canceling the season, I would rather have a delay. I think that's what they're going to try to do, coming with a half a season, uh, latter part of September, October. But right now is August the 1st, as I talked with the head coach yesterday. Um, we were supposed to start back Monday. And they pushed our county back again. 
because Wake County and, you know, Charlotte, they're big time areas. They moved us back. Once they moved back, we fell back. So I'm looking at a half a season around September, October. That's my perspective. But when, when Tucker gets her thing together and get us going, we're going to be ready to go. I mean, I'm ready to go now. I'm ready to go Monday. I was out at the school Monday waiting for the kids. Then I got the email say, Hey, we ain't doing nothing. So here I am sitting out here. I'm ready to go and we ain't got nothing to do, but I'm just glad to be alive and may stay. We're going to be safe regardless of what we do. Um, let Tucker do her thing and in North Carolina and the Pirate Nation. I'm, I'm praying for that to come around. We just keep our heads up and keep faith in God, guys, because it's real. It's real out here. Now, yeah, Reggie, what, what high school are you at? Okay, I'm at my alma mater. I'm at Southern Wayne Senior High School, home of the Saints. Oh, Wayne yeah. County. Area. Okay. Yeah, home of the Saints, baby. Yeah, Kyle's not too far away from you in LaGrange. Yeah, I'm over in LaGrange. Hey, you ain't too, you right in the neighborhood. You home, man. You're my backyard. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, I actually, uh, uh, Reggie, I actually live um, closer towards like uh, the Eastern Wayne area than I do like Kinston. So I'm on the okay. Gold. I'm about 10 minutes from Eastern Wayne High School. What, what road would you stay on out there? I probably can pin I'm, I'm, I'm right on 903, right at the end of, you know where Parkstown Road is? Yep. Right at the end of Parkstown Road on 903. 903 will run you right back into uh, 55, 55, run you right into Mount Olive. Yeah. yeah and I stay at Mount Olive. Oh, there you, you go. go. Right, got you. You know what? That's the home of, right? Pickles. That's my favorite pickles. There you go. <laughs> yeah, give me a case hey, of pickles, lot, Reggie. You look, a lot of people say home of the pickles. I say, yeah, we got the world largest pickle plant, guys, and I'm for, I'm for real. Um, I'm glad to be known for the pickle capital of the world. Now, people didn't know that, but yeah, Mount Olive is the pickle capital of the world. I got the key to this place, but I don't use it. I don't need it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's talk about your pirate career, and uh, certainly you've yes. been happy times with that. Um, Hopefully we can get cranked up August 29th. We'll talk about that later. But um, how did you get started? As a, how did you become a pirate? That's what I, um, those of us that do this podcast, we do the history side of things. How did you become a pirate? Okay, but I became a pirate one day. Um, I, and what's so crazy about it? East Carolina didn't even recruit me when I was when I was in high school. Wow. Art Baker, uh, Art Baker, and Mr. Bill Mary, which was my position coach. I was outside chopping the wood one day in my yard. I haven't been to an invitation, uh, invite to the school or anything. And they came to the house, invited me for a weekend to come up and enjoy myself. So I came up and Tony Baker was my weekend host, him and Larry Barry. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I went there. Oh, Lord, here we go with this here. I got my coach. That's a head coach. I'm sorry, guys. But anyway, um, Long story short, they came and invited me. I went to the campus. Uh, I liked it. Art offered me a scholarship right then, and that's how I became a pirate. Wow. Were you recruited by anybody else, uh, Reggie? I was recruited by South Carolina State, uh, Maryland, Clemson. But once I came to ECU, I mean, my whole time in my high school career, my mother didn't get to see me play. So she worked at night. She worked for the state. Um, I come from a large family of 14, 14. That's seven boys, seven girls. Wow. So I'm the baby of the bunch. So my mother would have to work from 11 to 7. So on Friday night, she didn't have, she didn't see me play. So ECU offered me that full ride, and that was a place where she can come see me play. 
And out of the four years, God rest her soul now, she missed one game out of four years of me playing wow. at ECU. Right. And I thank the Pirate Nation for that. You understand? Because she got to see me really play at my highest level. Now, my career at ECU, I loved it. It could have been better. Um, I enjoyed my time there at ECU. I wish it would have never ended. Um, I come in and it was like a, it was a family atmosphere from day one until the day I left, and which is still a family atmosphere. I'm at peace when I'm there. I'm at peace here and everybody say, I'm trying to still get kids to go there to the Pirate Nation. You know, I tried to get my cousin Jalen Thompson to sign with this so badly, but he ended up signing with Central. Um, he went with his choice, but he's also came over there to visit. He said he liked the area. He liked, he liked Mike. So, you know, I thought we had him in, but, uh, my career at ECU, I loved it. Could have been more numbers, but I, I enjoyed playing within that purple and gold. Well, let me ask you a question, uh, too. Well, fast forward, we'll talk about what you're doing now, but being a trainer there at your alma mater, are there anybody, are there any players that you can create a pipeline from uh, Southern Wayne to, to Greenville? Oh, yes. Like I said, I, I thought I had my cousin with, he signed with yeah. Central, but upcoming year. Yeah. I got a pipeline I can run from, from there. Yeah. Who do you guys play? What, what conference is Southern Wayne playing? Who, who do you guys play? We, we play, uh, North Lenore. Um, that's off, that's, um, non-conference, but our conference is J.H. Rose, Conley, South Central, New Bern, Southern Wayne, Eastern Wayne, ACOP. Okay. Yeah. So you got a you got we're in a split. We're in a four A three A split conference right now, and um, hopefully trying to go straight back three A. Uh, but right now we got South Central Newburn, you know, Pitt, uh, J.H. Rose, Conley, Southern Wayne, and Charles B. A. Eastern Wayne. Okay. Now, Reggie, yeah. were you in the class of eighty four or eighty five? I came in in eighty five. Okay, because I, I knew you played 85 to 88. Uh, I <coughs> yep. wasn't sure if you redshirted or not. But uh, so anyway, um, just we were two years removed from just a tremendous amount of success under Ed Emery in that 83 season that's so well documented. And uh, those three heartbreakers we lost to the, the big three down in the state of yep. Florida. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, just talk about the appeal of coming into a program uh, where we were a major 1A independent. We were playing the likes of uh, – with Miami, Florida, Florida State, South Carolina, Syracuse, Penn State, LSU, you name it, we were playing them, Auburn, and a lot of those Georgia. teams were coming to Greenville. Well, coming into that, I, I knew we was playing. But I liked the ECU from the beginning, um, and I thought I thought I was going to be playing for Ed, to tell you the truth, but once they fired Ed, I still stayed with it. And um, coming into that program and playing those types of schools, I knew that that was the, that was the top of the line. I mean, you couldn't ask for nothing coming in as a freshman. I didn't get redshirted. Um, I come in off the gate. Um, I told Tony Baker, nobody didn't know this, but at the time, when Tony Baker was uh, my my um, my recruit for that weekend, I told him, I said, uh, he said, well, I don't have too much behind me. I said, well, guess what? I'm behind you now. Um, I'm a freshman coming in telling you this as a senior that I'm coming in and I'm going to be your backup. Lo and behold, you know, a couple of guys got hurt, and that's what happened my freshman year. And I come in as a freshman and was on the kickoff return team. So that's how I got noticed first. And I finished fourth in the nation as a kickoff returner as a freshman. 
Wow. Um, so, as soon as I did that, that's a, that's your position for here to eat for the longest time you're going to be at ECU. This is your position. <laughs> that one kickoff return that I took back at the home game my, my freshman year, Mr. Murray ran up to me and said, that's your position. That's your position. And so, I made the travel squad that first game my freshman year, and I never looked back since then, guys. And I enjoyed every minute of it. Being a return man on kickoffs, what do you think about that aspect of the game? People say it's so dangerous, a lot more, I guess, injury, potential concussions on kickoff returns. Punt returns, now, you know, you can if, – if, if they if you get a kickoff inside the 20, you can take a knee and it'll come out to the 20. The, the kickoff returns kind of being almost taken out of the game, and some people want to yeah, do yeah. it all together. What are your thoughts on that? I would have never changed it, guys. That, that's part of the game. Um, it's part of the game. Um, you're trying to protect something that that's going to happen regardless. Um, you can't predict when you're going to get injured, guys, just like me. You can't predict that six seconds when it's going to happen. So for you to take a knee on a kickoff return, I mean, why are you back there then? You shouldn't put nobody back there if you can't return. You get me? <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah. no, I'm just saying it's a kickoff return. Give me a time to return this ball for you to show you what I got. But this kneeling inside, the tw- uh-uh. I'm against that. I'm old-fashioned. Kick it to me, let me go. That's who I was brought up. Give it to me, let it go. Well, if you think about it, it actually, um, and Reggie, it also is, it can be, uh, I hate to use the term, but it, it can be a game changer. It can be a momentum swing. Right. You're taking away from the game is the way I feel about it. That's the way I say you taking away from the game. Even the NFL done took it to the point of, okay, letting it go. You know this? Nah, let them get it and let them go with it. That's why you got the kickoff team there for it. If not, why even kick the ball off? Let's just take a coin at the beginning of the game, flip it, see who get the ball first, to where you want to place that. Start at the 20. Okay, then. Eliminate the teams if you're going to do it that way. But you don't know, line they, me. They might, they might end up doing that, Reggie. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Just line me up. You know, don't line me up and then say, okay, this is where you're going to take the ball at. Just take the coin, just like they do it at the game. You get the ball first, okay, where you want it? What, 25-yard line you want to start at? But don't line a team up out there and then take away from them to make an uh, a impact on the game. That's what the kickoff and punt returns and all that is for. Those are teams. Those are teams that can score points for you. But when you take away from that, you're taking away from the game. That's my point. Some really smart coach out there, some really smart head coach is going to put a huge emphasis on returning kickoffs because you can still do it. And, you do it. And, and uh, like Beamer used to do on blocking punts. Some really yeah. smart coach is going to put a huge emphasis on how to, you know, properly block for kickoff returns and to return to kickoff every time. And they're going to have a huge advantage over everybody else for a season or two. Somebody's going to do it. Somebody is going to do it. You're right. Somebody's going to do it. But I enjoyed it. I mean, I, I love the kickoff. I mean, I kick it to me. You know, I can recall when we, I can recall a game when I was a freshman. Well, um, y'all might recall this too, but we played Penn State that year, right? <clears throat> My freshman year up at what they call it, Happy Valley. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. There were eighty four thousand people up there, and this was when Bobby Clare was number six in the country. Matter of fact, he was a senior and I was a freshman, and they would kick the ball off. And we, you know, would kick it off. So after the second kickoff, to, they, they beat us 10 to 17. But they knew Pirates were there all game until that we messed up one time. And we asked the kickoff guy, I said, man, why you ain't kicking it to us? You know what he told us that day? 
He said, we're not going to give you guys a chance to return on us because we already heard about you guys. You see what I'm saying? That's an impact. And we're going to make an impact that game if they would have just dropped it in my hands or Bobby Clare hands. We could have we could have beat Penn State that day. And that's the thing. Is that, that's the thing that uh, I think that Mike Houston brings back to the table is a swagger that you guys yeah. had back in the day. And yeah. so many eras that we've talked to over the last two years, Reggie, where you know if you're going to come, if you're going to come and play us, where we we're going to play, you're going to have to beat us. Like you're, we're not going to just lay down for you. No, no, we're going to lay down for you. We don't care who you were. Just like my my profile picture. You know, I love that profile picture because I like who's on the ground and the Pirates running over. You understand me? Um, they were so powerhouse. We played them so many times, the Miami Hurricanes. I enjoy playing those guys because you get more exposure, you know. And we play. We, I mean, we really play these guys. You're day in, day out, week in and week out. We enjoy playing these guys. And for you to take away this from us right now, I told you, it's like a car. With, I'm, I'm without a car right now. I mean, I'm looking at my car, but, you know, like they say, gas is so cheap. Where are you going to go? I mean, gas is cheap now. You can fill your car up, but where are you going to go? Everything closed. You know, and that's where I feel about football right now. I need football back in my life, man. I, I really do. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think uh, I think we all feel that way, Reggie. Yeah. I'm, I'm sitting here this morning. I was reading um, a comment from uh, the Ohio State AD saying, you know, it's looking more and more like we may not play college football. Then I yeah. heard, heard a comment from Urban Meyer, which I finally kind of, I found kind of interesting. And then I look at the look at the Ivy League. They don't shut that. They don't shut that whole yeah. off. You know, and I'm like, yeah. wow. And then I look at Alabama and I look at Clemson. Them, how many cases they had to open up? You know, and I'm like, okay, they went back too soon. Those are states that opened back too soon. I don't think North Carolina is going to open. We're not opening back up too soon. We're just taking extra steps. But like I said, in time, I think I'm, I'm praying on it. We might have football. We might have it, but I'm not sure what the NCAA is going to come up with. And I don't know what the high school association is going to come up with. But right yeah, now, like I said, the head coach just just texts me. I don't know what he wants. But anyway. You um, <laughs> might have heard this on the podcast he didn't like. But I heard uh, <laughs> I heard, uh, yeah, what it is. I heard uh, Urban Meyer say, you know, he was talking about we have to play it this fall because he didn't see any way it can be played in spring. Because me, and had, me and Buffett had this conversation where uh-huh. the reason he was saying it can't be played in spring because if you play the end of February, April, May, then you got to turn right back around and play in September. And he thinks that's asking too much on the uh, that's right. athletes. Right. And then you got you think about these incoming, uh, the upcoming seniors who the colleges are looking at. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's not it's not fair to these high school kids now if they do do that. Even if the college player that like they do it, if the high school even come in and say that we have to play in this way. Think about the incoming these upcoming seniors and the colleges looking at these guys. What is gonna happen? What you that's think like the natural right, that's the natural feeder program to get to college is to put your yeah. senior year is so crucial. It, yeah. It's almost essentially like guys, not the same, but similar to the fact if a guy had an injury before his senior season, you don't know, yeah. not that you don't know what you're getting, but that senior year is a, a, a nice springboard. Well, um, yeah. thankfully, I will say with that, and above you can chime in here too, man. Um, thankfully with that, most kids, not all, obviously there are late bloomers that, that get offers last minute, you know, but it seems to be, you know, mostly these days that, 
you kind of have narrowed it down going into your senior year and maybe even in a lot of cases committed if you're a division yeah. one yeah. player. Now, if these kids that maybe going D2 and stuff like that, that is really going to hurt. You're right. And, and in my case, we have smart kids, but, you know, a lot of kids didn't get looked at. But we have a lot of kids that go sign with small colleges, you know, and um, even then their academics will get them in school. But it's the it's the point of them being exposed to the atmosphere of being looked at by a college. Um, that's because when you're seeing high school, you want colleges to come look at look at you. You want to set the tone or set records so they can come look at you. But now, and I told the and we got a couple like that coming up this year, and I'm like, just hold tight, just keep working hard, don't give up. Something's gonna happen. Somebody's gonna notice it. If, if, if not else, I just send what I got your junior year. I send it to my people at ECU, and we'll call you and we'll see what's going up. As long as you keep your grades up, you know we can keep, we can get you somewhere. No doubt about it, and that's. I think the, the one good thing, maybe one good thing about social media, not only for us, for our show, but also for the fact that they can see a lot of, uh, I know that with Coach Houston, when we had him on recently a few weeks ago, he was talking about how they had a whole bunch of, one thing about COVID, they had more time to look at film and study film. So yeah. maybe for this, this year, this past year will be fine. It's what I'm concerned is for the next class, some of those yeah. guys, um, that maybe uh, like Kyle was saying, there's a diamonds in the rough out there, and we've made a living at East Carolina on diamonds in the rough um, coming to ECU. I know they've done an excellent job. I know they're ahead, recruiting their head a few years in advance. I know that, but there's still always a piece or two that you might miss out on if you. Yeah, well, don't have and it. maybe a bigger impact actually on kids. You know, oh, we lost Reggie. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Well, I'll finish my thought anyway. It may be a bigger impact on kids that are actually going to be juniors this year. Because right. kids that are going to be seniors, you're already recruiting those guys. You, you kind of, you know, a lot of them are already verbal. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I lost them. They come back. There we go. But kids that are going to be juniors this year, it's really going to hurt their recruiting. Yeah. No question about it, guys. It's, uh, with your, with your play at East Carolina, um, Reggie, talk about the time you're a freshman, uh, all the way through, uh, I would assume through the R. Baker years. Talk about the uh, one thing is that's when I became a fan in 86, uh, of the Pirates, but talk about that, the atmosphere at Dowdy Ficklin. Dowdy Ficklin, wow. Um, looking at it now and looking at it the way it was back then, it has come a long ways. Uh, playing in front of 35,000 people. That was it was a lot of people for me to play in front of. And now look at the stadium now. Look how it's grown and the way the kids can enjoy this atmosphere. And I wish this was done. Actually, we thought this was going to be done when I got there. Okay, we thought we thought this expansion was supposed to be going on. Cause just we're going to do this, we're going to do that. But my four years, nothing happened. But we built that platform for to see what it is now, and I'm glad it is the way it is now. Um, I was on that when you didn't have but two sections. And we looked through both ends of the end zone. You know, a lot of people don't remember that. But um, back in the 80s, you can look from both ends. I remember standing at the end of the gate, rocking it before we come in. You know, instead of the way they're coming in now, coming in out of a building, we come in out of scales, and I'm praying to God that never took scale field out. Because that, that is the point right there, baby. You come out of scales, you come out of scales, bubble. Did y'all come running out of scales? 
No, we didn't. Uh, he played got a new Y'all didn't come running out of scales, did you? Hang on. He didn't. He played at Averitt uh, University. Uh, Bubba played at Averitt. Yeah. Oh, okay. they, uh, sorry. Oh, he's a, sorry, yeah, man. Walk on to I'm East not, Carolina, but he took the scholarship. Yeah, I, I had some. Uh, I played small college football. I didn't realize yeah. I'm having some technical difficulties over here. I had to restart my phone a couple times. Okay. But, but and things were freezing up on me. But but no, uh, like Kyle said, I played small college football. I'm just a lifelong pirate. My dad's class of '76 and. Been been going to the games all my life. Hey, that's that's wonderful, baby. We love you. But I'm saying the experience of me coming out of there, playing in Dowdy Ficklin. Oh, that was the best turf field I ever played on in my life. Uh, felt like carpet, guys. I mean, it's a beautiful stadium. It was beautiful then, and it's gorgeous now. Um, but Dowdy Ficklin, that's that's my birthplace to platform me to the NFL. But luckily, my NFL career ended shortly with an injury was similar to one I had in 86 when I got there with the Pirates. Um, it just ended my career at uh, Miami. Um, unfortunately, at the time, I was at the peak. And like I said, that six second guys, that six seconds, you don't know when it's going to hit you. But you always got to have a backup plan. And right now I'm doing my backup plan. And that's back in high school training and um, giving back to the community as well as trying to get some of these guys to get on that platform that I used to be on. Um like my mother told me, she said, you made it, son, but God has another plan for you. Don't worry about you not satisfying us that way, but you can do it religiously and with your motivation and with the guys seeing you being around you, you making an impact. You know, I lost my mom in 1998 um, due to the kidney failure. And uh, for mm-hmm. six years, guys, I didn't work. I didn't go to the school system. I didn't do anything. I was just finding myself because um my mother was in my heart. You know, I took care of my mom for six years to the day she passed away Labor Day weekend and God rest her soul. And she told me God has a special plan for me. And I see that, that special plan is right now. And that is to give back to these kids in my community as well as the school and whether, wherever I'm at, somebody knows me. And it's crazy because after all these years, even young kids come in and say, oh, you used to play at ECU, you know, or oh, you're in the trophy case or something like that. And that's a good feeling that young kids come up to me and want me to help them train to get to the platform that I used to be on. And I thank the Pirates for doing that for me. Hey, Reggie, kind of piggybacking off of Dave's question a moment ago, as far as the atmosphere at Ficklin Stadium as it was then in the mid-'80s, I know you referenced that near miss we had up at Penn State also in that 1985 season when you were a true freshman. I know we had a near miss at home against Miami. We lost something like that. I remember my dad telling me a lot about that game and saying just the, the atmosphere was so crazy. We had Miami uh, right there. Uh, 27 uh, we, to 15. Yeah, we had them right there. Exactly, 27-15. So what are your memories yeah. of that ball game? Hey, that was the moment that I was like, hey, we could play with anybody in the nation. And I'm as a freshman experiencing this, guys, you realize my freshman year, we had the top five teams in the country on our schedule. We had the top five teams in the country on our schedule my freshman year. What a way, what a way to say welcome to college football. You understand? <laughs> give me the best and I give you the best. And that's the way I approach the game. As a freshman, Tony Baker and them seniors didn't look at me as a freshman because I was so much mature than a freshman. They couldn't believe that I come in the way I did. And 
I thank God that I just keep thanking God that I had the opportunity to play there and put my show on display in Dowdy Ficken. And uh, that is that Miami game that weekend, man, that was so good. I mean, we lost, but we really won in our heart because they came in thinking that they were going to blow us out. They really did. And we came in and we smashed mouth them in the mouth. And right now I still go back and look at that game, even in the 97, in the 87 game when we had them there. And it's still up on YouTube. Go look it up on YouTube too. That game is still live up on YouTube. And we gave them a smack that mouth too that day. But um, I enjoyed playing those guys. That meant if we playing the best and this the best they got, oh, man, we still have more to offer, man. Yeah, because like, you, you were smash mouthing these guys back then. You had Vincent Smith. You had Tony Baker. I mean, we just had a squad. I mean, Ellis Dillahunt, he would come out there and just swoop. So we was equipped that year to play with anybody in the country, and they knew it. No doubt. What are your memories of that uh, NC State game in Raleigh? <laughs> That's the game I like to took it to the house on the kickoff return. That's why I wish they wouldn't mess it up. But um, that game, oh, man, when the fence come down <laughs> and they told us to get off off the field and go in the field, in the, uh, in the field house, <laughs> Coach Baker come running in there and say, hey, guys, y'all got to come back out there to uh, get your fans down. We didn't come back out there. <laughs> we did what we had to do. We won't go back out there in that mess. We done did our job. But couldn't have found out, though. Um, that was a great rivalry for ECU. Um, I wish we would have never stopped after being because majority of the fans weren't even ours. Couldn't have found out. They weren't even our fans that did that. So I wish they wouldn't have stopped that rivalry. But I'm glad we're playing them again. But, uh, hey, that was a wonderful game that night in Raleigh, man. We took yeah. it to him too, like I said. And I still think today, back when we were thinking back then, that we should have been in the ACC. I don't know if your opinion, but that's my opinion. Of course. We yeah. should have been yeah. in the ACC back then. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's funny how we Reggie, keep- Reggie, that's one of those things as far as the NC State situation. Uh, you make an excellent point. Uh, some of those weren't even our people. And yeah. then, like my dad said, the ones, ones that were our people – I mean, they were thinking it was almost like a neutral site from the standpoint yeah. that, that we had gone to Carter-Finley Stadium 18 years in a row. That's right. And, and, yeah. and it's crazy. And, and you know, we got to play. I I still don't get it why we ain't in the ACC, guys. Can somebody explain that to me? Yeah, it's, called, uh, it's, called, it's called UNC. Okay, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the bottom line, the bottom line is, uh, Kyle said this before, the bottom line is, they don't look at us as an equal and they, it has nothing to do with geography as much as it does with the fact that they don't see us as an equal. So why should they have to share money with somebody they don't see as an equal? That's, that's the way well, I take it. That's how they feel. And, um, it, you know, UNC in particular, even more so than NC state, um, yeah. look down on us as a university. And, uh, <laughs> and, and, and then, you know, now it's actually being geographically sound. They don't look at it like that anymore as a conference. They look at it like, well, we have the North Carolina media market. Now we need to get uh, the the New York media market or the or the Pittsburgh yeah, media market or whatever because they have the North Carolina media market. So now it's not even an event. Yeah, we should be in the ACC. Absolutely, I think we're lucky. Right. I think we're lucky to be in the American because we could be stuck yeah. in the USA still. Um, yeah, so, I like the American league. 
Yeah, it's a good league, and I'm, yeah. I'm happy where we are, are. But yeah, of course, I wish we were in the ACC. Yeah, I do too. But you know, like we said back then, as long as y'all keep playing, this we'll keep beating you. It don't matter. That's we right. ain't got to be in your conference. We'll <laughs> as long as y'all keep playing, we keep beating you. We keep making that same statement over and over. We we yeah. we keep beating them. So you know, they must like something. They must yeah. like getting beat by the Pirates, I guess. So let them hey. keep coming. Hey Reggie, three straight against uh, UNC. So um, exactly, I love that. Even beat us when Scotty was here. Yeah, we, huh? yeah. So UNC couldn't even beat us when Scotty was here. Yeah. Heck no, and they weren't going to do it. I like that seventy-seven victory that we had over them. Well, I had to leave the state. I had to leave the stadium that night. I had to go back tailgate. I don't saw enough. <laughs> I don't saw enough. Huh? Seventy-four-one. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to the car and still they were still scoring. I said, yeah. I got to get back to tailgate. Yeah, that was a good game. But yeah, I enjoyed my time at ECU, guys. I really did. Playing on the Art Baker, playing them in the atmosphere. And see, we had some of the knock coaches back then, too. Clyde Christensen. Um, <clears throat> my boys coming in and playing under um, Mike O'Kane. And he left us. So, you know, we had some coaches at ECU. So some coaches have been through there, guys. And back in the 80s, we had them back in the 80s. Wally Chambers, you know, those guys come in and they, they made a big contribution. Um, I can't think of all of them, but I knew we had a whole lot of good coaches back then. And um, what do you think? the special Kevin Gilbright, when he brought this offense in here, him and June Jones, when they brought this uh, spread offense to us in 86, it took off because we was running the I formation in 85. So when it, when, um, Mr. Um, Kevin Gilbright and Mr. June Zone came in and talked to Mr. Art Baker, and they brought this spread offense to ECU. Oh, that opened a lot of doors for everybody. You know, open up because the type of offense that and the type of personnel we had back then, we was ideal to run that system. And that hit us right on spot in 86. You remember that, um, Dave? Back in 86, when we went to the spread, that helped us out a lot because we were one of the first teams to do that. I loved it. I loved it. I did. I loved, uh, because of you guys, the exciting, the atmosphere. I didn't like college football until you guys, honest to God. I, that's why I became a pirate fan, um, and loving college football. I didn't pay attention really to college football until I came to that first game. It was FCA day, um, mm-hmm. under Art Baker in 86. And if it wasn't for you guys and the atmosphere, I, I don't even know if I would be a pirate or go to ECU, but um, I'm glad we helped yeah. you to become a pirate man. That's right. <laughs> I know college is the same way. We, we're the first impressions is the best one. So I hope I'm glad we could have put on a uh, a good impression your first time when you saw us. I was 13. You were a teenager too when you became a huge Pirate fan, right, Kyle? Yeah, I was. I'm a little younger than you, so it was it was after yeah. the playing days. It was '94. It was the East Carolina South Carolina game. I was uh-huh. I was 13 or 14, depending on when the game was played in '94. But anyway, um, yeah, we we went down to Columbia. Watching it on TV, my mom and stepdad, my, my aunt and uncle were huge Gamecocks, and my mom and stepdad went down and to watch the game with them. We're, we're on the Gamecocks, and uh, mm. uh, you know, it was televised locally on WNCT. I grew up in Williamston, and uh, so I was watching it just as a yeah. dumb thirteen-year-old kid, thinking I'd be able to see <laughs> my, my mom and stepdad on TV. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I fell in love with it. I fell in love with East Carolina football that day, Coach Logan and the guys. Uh, Yes, sir. We beat South Carolina like something like fifty-four to forty, and uh, yeah, that was a high-scoring game. That that yeah. ninety-four game, it was a high-scoring game that day. Yeah, fell in love yeah. with pirate football that day. Hadn't missed a game since. 
I love it. I'm a, and um, my experience playing those guys, those years, man, it coming in as a freshman, I got to go back to there. Coming in as a freshman, coming in, playing those high-powered schools, it built built me up to where I'm thinking if this the best is out there, guys, we can have a ball this year. And we did. We had a ball my freshman year. Um, playing behind Tony Baker, that was a he was a heck of a tailback. And you know, coming in and, and getting schooled by him, and then once he left, I had to step in the shoes. And I didn't mind stepping in the shoes because I knew I couldn't fulfill his shoes, but I had to fulfill my own shoes and put my own destination out there and make my own name. And that's what I did. And Reggie, that's the one thing I was gonna talk about. The very fact is uh I was mentioning the word swagger, but the very fact you got to believe in yourself. If if you don't believe in yourself, who's going to believe in you? But exactly. there's a lot of guys we've had in the past, like yourself, that you already knew before you went on the field you could win the game. I don't think yeah. that we have that right now. Maybe we're starting to get it back, but I'm praying that. Um, in other words, I'm not one of these old guys saying that our era, my era in the 90s when I went to school there or the 80s when I became a fan is better or whatever. I want to have new memories where – Guys like you, maybe there's a whole bunch of you guys can go back and talk to these guys and say, look, when you put that uniform on, you're expected to win. We expect to win yep. at East Carolina. And, and, and we're going we're gonna, to – I'll talk to some more guys that I I come out with but that were class ahead of me. And that's what we had talked about last week too, about going about as a group and just talk to the guys and tell them, look, once you put it on, it ain't all about how you look. You look good in it anyway because purple and gold. Okay, that's going to take care of itself. But it's what you do once you put it on and what you do when you represent, when you step between the lines and when you step outside the lines. We see all this stuff happening outside the lines, getting, you know, in trouble and all that. We didn't have that stuff back then. We took care of that stuff in-house, okay? We didn't have no bad city coming over there. No, you bad, we take care of you in-house. And that's the way these guys got to look at it now. Hey, you step out of line, let in-house take care of you first. And then after that, you know, if the authorities call, it's because we have done something to you. But getting back to it, you got to have your own swagger and you got to bring it to the game. You knew when you put it on, you knew Friday night, well, you knew Monday when you went to practice. That's the first thing. You know that whole week in your mind, you got to get it. We're going to win. And that's the that's the only thing you're thinking about. I don't know what these guys are thinking about now. But we got to get them back on the track. That, hey, look, once I put it on and once I hit that line, once the whistle blow, it's on. And you won't believe in nothing else but just win this game with them, no matter what it takes. Any means necessary, that's what it means. You got to take care of business for 48 minutes. And that- <laughs> And Randy, you, you talk about Tony Baker. Um, obviously, you also played with guys like Willie Lewis. Uh, yeah, yeah. Tremendous running back, Gerard Moody. Um, oh, so yeah. A lot of times you look at the numbers from those years. Um, it was really a stable of that. So, so that's that's the reason we didn't have a 1,000-yard rusher. Right, because, like I said, that type of offense, we ran, it was perfect for us because we had the guys that could come in and step in. And like you said, we didn't have big numbers because we had a number of guys that could come in and excel. Willie, Gerard, um, Parker. Um, we just had a whole lot of guys that can play those positions. And that's what was good about us. We were flexible. We could do do tight end and all this and all that. Even though we didn't have a tight end, I line up at the slot and I block the ends and like a tight end. You had to go get it. <laughs> so 
that's why that offense was good for us because if we stayed in the eye, we couldn't explore all the other guys that we had, and we had a lot of talent on that, on those teams, man. And I'm just so glad we spread it out the way we did. I didn't have good numbers like I did in high school, which I knew I wasn't, but I'm glad that the numbers that I got there got me to where I could get to the pros. And Willie Lewis, Gerard Moody, all those other guys that were coming along with us, those guys were special too. Travis Hunter and, and Jeff Blake was a fr- – I brought Jeff Blake in because I was a freshman. Um, you know, I had him on recruit weekend, and he came in. You know, he signed with us, and I'm glad he did. You know, that was a great – that was a great pickup for ECU then. You know what I'm saying? Um, that was a great one when I had him here that weekend. And yeah, Jeff, Jeff huh? coming out of – I, I ain't paying <laughs> You said that I pay it. Oh, that's a thing. That's a thanks. <laughs> hey, like I said, it didn't mean necessary. We could have been a state. Out, <laughs> Jeff coming out of Sanford, Florida. I know Florida State and some other programs wanted him as a defensive back, but yeah. of course, we gave him that opportunity to play quarterback. Yes, yes, we gave him that, and we told him. I told him that weekend. I said, Jeff, you just come in and be yourself. You'll have fun. Okay, you're gonna win when you come. And I told him that as a freshman. And once he, when I became a, fr- a senior, he was that freshman, and I saw that boy stand on the 30-yard line and throw it down to the other end, I said, that boy's special. I'm, <laughs> I'm serious. He stood on the 30-yard line and threw it to the other end of the field as a freshman. And I said, this guy here is going to be special before he leaves. And look what he did before he left. Him and Robert yeah, Jones. He, yeah. Yeah, he and David Garrard threw um, yeah. two of the prettier deep balls I've ever seen. I'm serious. That boy had a pretty deep ball, boy. Um, unfortunately, I didn't catch many of them because Travis Hunter was there. But uh, Jeff, Jeff was a big. I mean, when he came there, I, I told him as a freshman, I said, "Man, you're gonna explode after we leave. You're gonna explode. This is y'all game. Y'all just do what you got to." And what's crazy about it is when Mister um, when Mister Bill came in and took over for Art Baker, he brought all of us outgoing seniors in the office that day. And he said, could you tell me what this team need? And just every one of us said, let them play the game. We said, let them play the game. Don't hold nothing back from them. Let them be themselves, and they're going to give you what they got. Don't hold back. Just let them be themselves. And that's what Mr. Bill, Bill did for them because uh, Jeff and them took off. And then they took off from where we left off. But uh, – that group of guys that I played with back in the 80s, that was a special group of guys, and I wouldn't give up nothing for that group right there, man. Reggie, I was going to ask you about once you graduated from East Carolina, can you talk about uh, how did the pro opportunity, you talked about Miami, how did the the pros come calling, or how did, was it, were you drafted or undrafted? Uh, I was an uh, unrestricted free agent. Matter of fact, that night of the draft, I got a phone call that night. I was, I was, Look, I was supposed to get drafted, but and it kept falling, kept falling, kept falling. I had my bags by the door. I said, okay, well, it didn't come this round, so I'm going to take me another drink. So we kept drinking and drinking. Um, matter of fact, we were staying at Stafford Arms right there by the baseball field. Yeah. Um, we had a draft party that night. So about 12 o'clock that night, my agent called me and said, uh, how do you like the sun? I said, I like the sun. He said, well, you're going to Miami. So – I went to Miami the day after the uh, draft, unrestricted sign of the free agent, went down there. And um, unfortunately, I got injured in the end of my career because they told me uh, I crushed my L4 and L5 lumbar and I couldn't play at that high level no more. 
And that was the most devastating news I ever got in my life. Uh, being that young, getting that type of news to end my career, which I had played all the way up to then, injury-free. Like I said, it didn't take but six seconds. So um, I had a privilege of getting there at that 1%, and I enjoyed the time I had there. And um, now falling back and giving back, I, I, I haven't lost anything, you know. I mean, I haven't lost a couple of million, but other than that, I'm grateful with God. I got that million back. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> but, no, doubt yeah. About, no doubt about it. And uh, talk yeah. about that time. And now that you're at Southern Wayne, uh, you're a trainer. Uh, are you uh, involved there in the high school more than just training, or, or what are you doing there? Um, I'm involved speaking to the kids. Um, they give me leisure to speak to the kids. Um, some of the teachers actually come to me and say, uh, can I email you? Uh, can I text you? Can you come to my rooms? Um, they have problems with kids out there, and I just walk in the room, and it switches, and then I take that kid out, talk to him, and tell him, look, this is not what's going to happen. You're not going to do this in her classroom. You know, It's like a peacemaker to him, but I'm actually giving them guidance, too, because a lot of the kids that I've Associated with now is from a one parent, one parent home and dad's not in there. So they look at me as a father figure. Can I call you later on? Can you come out, pick me up, bring me to practice? Can I get a ride to school here, school there? And that's my opportunity to talk to them and get to them and let them know that, Hey, I was in these same hallways. I went out and did what I had to do, but I'm coming back to give you my knowledge so you can go out and do what you can do. Um, I enjoy my time at, at, uh, Southern Wayne. I love it. And, um, yeah, I interact with every sport out there now because I'm the trainer. And that gives me more exposure to more kids. Um, the kids will see me in the hallway now. Um, they'll say, and this is so common, everybody know my nickname was Redbone, okay? Now, <laughs> they don't call me Mr. McKinney or Coach McKinney. Can you hear me? Can you hear a 15-year-old call a 53-year-old man, hey, Redbone? So I turn around and look. I'm like, when I see him, I'll tell him you're looking for him. But, uh, but you have to dress me as Mr. McKinney now because I'm 53. I'm going to to be your dad or granddad. But you know what I'm saying? But well, it kills me. And they say, coach. And I turn around. Then they say, hey, Redbone. And I say, when I see him, I tell him you're looking for him. They say, you standing right there? I said, no, nah, Coach McKinney's standing right here. But when you're looking for Redbone, I tell him when I, when, he, uh, when I see him, I tell him you're looking for him. But yeah, they give me that, they give me that respect. And, uh, I, I kid around with them, but uh, I enjoy my time at Southern Wayne. Well, it seems like your purpose in life, Reggie, was that very fact where you can climb the mountain. So now yeah. your real purpose is not only giving back, but they respect you because being a man, they respect you for the fact that you have climbed the mountain yeah. and that you know what it takes with the discipline, the self-discipline yeah. and, and staying straight and all that, and that you go all the way to the top. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's what I said. I said, I've been up there. I've been where you try, you guys trying to go. I can give you the tools to get there, and that's up to you to stay up there. But me, I had to come back to down here because there's something else down here that I got, I got to do in order to get you get to get back up there. So I appreciate my time. I, I, I treasure my time that I have with these kids. Um, I have four of my own. Um, every one of them is well, except my baby girl. She's a rising junior in at Southern Wayne, and my other three has already graduated from colleges and everything and um i'm blessed to have those four kids um i love them to death no question about it uh guys do you have any more questions for reggie no just uh hopefully uh hopefully we will have college and high school football and uh 
and and Reggie can uh can can have his wheels back on his car. Yeah, I, I, I'm ready. To, I'm ready. I got the keys, man. But I just, I ain't got. I just, I can't go nowhere. I mean, I got no games. <laughs> well, Reggie, when, but, uh, when we, um, Kyle, you look us up, man, to see when we're playing in your area, man, and uh, people side. Yeah, 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 head, head on over to Wheat Swamp and uh and uh, watch you guys play the Hawks. They actually had a good team last year. North Lenore did for the first time. They did, man. They did. Oh, they did. Uh, uh, check us out when we play the Eastern Way too. All right. All right, Reggie. Thank uh, you so much. Appreciate Bubba. your time. Absolutely. Dave, enjoy each one of y'all guys, man. Keep hitting me up on Messenger, and uh, you want to come back? I'll come back and join you sometime next week or whenever. Um, yeah, I was gonna say, Reggie. Whenever, whenever we're, uh, we are playing some football, be it this fall, spring, or next fall, uh, yeah. we'd love to have you back on sometime uh, for our pirate football playback when we're okay. reviewing that reviewing that week's game. Hey, no problem, dog. No problem, pirate love. Hey, I love you guys, man. Love you, too. I got to get back out here and put some more laundry on the line because uh, when she come home, I better have something done. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right. We'll let, you, we'll let you get back to your honeydew list, and we'll see you soon, Reggie. Thank you, man. <laughs> hey, Appreciate you so much. have a good one now. All right. Bye-bye. Right, too. Bye-bye. Love it. Reggie McKinney there, one of the all-time greats uh, in pirate history. And, guys, that's why I love to do the show. He's fantastic. And, um, none of these guys, none of the men and women that have ever put the uniform on for the pirate, for the purple and gold for pirates never need to uh, be forgotten. And, uh, that's a perfect example of a guy right there giving back to his community. My heart, he's got a huge heart. You can tell. I love that he was real. Uh, I love that and honest. And, uh, thanks to Reggie for coming on 50 pirates in 50 days. The countdown continues, guys. We're going to have at some point we have to have a season, right? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I hope. I, I hope. Uh, we'll, we'll see, but Dave, I done got fired up about that a couple times today. So, uh, all right. I hope, awesome. I'll I keep hope. your, I'll keep your blood pressure down. Uh, Bubba, thank you so much for doing your hard work behind the scenes. Thank you, Kyle, and uh, keep watching, folks. Fifty Pirates in Fifty Days, right here on the Sports Objective Facebook Live and YouTube. And go Pirates. You've been listening to 50 Pirates in 50 Days on the Sports Objective Podcast. Remember, each of these interviews can be seen on our Facebook and YouTube channels, or the audio only can be heard exclusively on SoundCloud and Anchor. Wherever you watch and listen to the show, be sure to like, follow, and subscribe. As always, we appreciate you listening to the Sports Objective Podcast. Go Pirates.